members of the OG army. Get those wallets unfolded. Coming up next on the other ground live stage, prepare for an eargasm by Passive J and Big Dalton. Well, excuse me. Good afternoon and welcome to yet another edition of Other Ground Live. I'm Passive J. That's Big Dalton over there. Say hello, Ryan. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Thursday, June the 25th. And holla, holla, anyone that's ready to get dollars, dollars, bitches know who can get them a little hotter, hotter. Come on. If you're rolling with me, follow, follow. It's murder. <laughs> I see the OG armies forming up in the chat box. Always glad to have you guys here. Uh, Jadego, Ryan. Uh, long fucking day rolling on not much sleep at all. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it, it's Thursday. Is your back feeling any better, sir? Uh, it's, it's loosened up a little bit. Still not fun whatsoever, but, uh, yeah, we'll be back to working out by the weekend. Oh man. I, we talked about that before. I know that sucks. Oh, Jesus Christ. What fucking dog in my lap? Oh man. Doesn't the wife realize that the second part of washing the dog is drying it afterwards? Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, well, it's already in my lap. Now the wet, the lap is wet. We might as well go ahead and deal with it. <laughs> sorry for, sorry about that. That's not what I intended to talk about. Uh, uh, hey, God, what a fucked up day on my side. Uh, back to work. Okay, dog, you're gonna have to get down. Come on. Come on. I know I love you. Just not for the next hour. <laughs> um was back to work today after my brief little uh covid uh vacation uh as if i had mentioned obviously the test back came fucking negative so of course it did uh, i was always surprised that anybody at my work uh thought i could have possibly caught the covid i'm the most germophobic fucking person in that building <laughs> the idea that i caught covid over all those fuckers is ridiculous uh but it's what it's a done deal and i'm back to work so no use being bitter about missed time right Sure, let's go with that. <laughs> so what do you got today, sir? Uh, let's see. I think we actually have a, a couple of updates to stories that we've spoken about in the past. I think first, uh, first up to the plate here, Chuck E. Cheese Parent Company has filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. Oh, so they're not just going to like drop Chuck E. Cheese's off someplace for a while and come get them four hours later, huh? Yeah, not so much. However, and this is this is business for you. So, like the the parent company is declaring Chapter Eleven, but Chuck E. Cheese is probably still technically going to be a thing. Hmm. They're just doing the Chapter Eleven where they get to like reorganize and basically they'll end up closing a bunch of stores or whatever. Oh, uh, as opposed, this as is, opposed to Chapter Seven, which is everything's fucking done. Yeah, this is the whole fucking businessy thing of. Just forgiving all your debt and going about your day by basically coming up with a plan with the courts to be like, uh, yeah, we're, we're going to be better next time. <laughs> that doesn't seem quite cool, you know, and I'm glad I don't exist on the corporate level like that because it'd be a, quite the bummer to have someone owe you a shitload of money and just go, oh, yeah, we're not going to pay you, but we're going to, you know, but we're going to, we're not also not going to like sell all our stuff to try to pay you or pay our bills. We're just going to call a do over. So maybe you might get money from us at some time, but you probably won't because we won't have to pay you anymore. Well, and part of it. So, yes, they, they obviously will pay some to their, you know, debtors, but it's, it's still that fucking slimy thing. Like, I wish as a person I could just go run up, you know, like 50 grand in debt 
and then just declare bankruptcy and and just completely do over and <clears throat> keep basically all my shit. Right, and tell your, cre- tell, your creditors, uh, tell your creditors, I'm going to give you five grand, <laughs> and you're going to be happy with it, because legally speaking, you can't do shit. So, you know, that's, exactly. that's how that works. Yeah, be like, yeah, well, I'll give you like five or seven grand out of, you know, the 60 grand I'm in debt, and I will just, I will promise to the courts and to you fine debtors that next time, it's going to be better. <laughs> yeah, this doesn't seem quite fair. Um... I don't know. I have mixed feelings about Chuck E. Cheese's going away. I didn't have any of those near me when I was a kid. We did have, but I had like a major magics. Uh, you know, actually, I did have a Chuck E. Cheese's. It started out as like a, as a major magics or something like that. Then it turned into a Chuck E. Cheese, which is the exact same fucking thing. All they did was put different animatronic uh, uh, fucking, you know, cartoon characters on the stage and change the name on the front. Those are all the same about them. But my attitude about Chuck E. Cheese's comes from the fact that when I was a kid, that was video games. There wasn't, you know, a home video game system when I was a kid was fucking Atari. So uh, while the uh, stand-up arcade games back then are obviously nowhere near the quality of, like, home games now, they're still fucking eons ahead of uh, the home games we had, if if you even had an Atari, because they were expensive in the 80s. So going to the Chuck E. Cheese's uh, was a... uh, kind of an important thing to me is is all kinds of cool shit that I never got to do or see otherwise. Uh, now, obviously it's, that's why I don't really understand why they're not around still because fucking obviously that the allure of that's gone. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I don't understand how it's really even a thing anymore. Like kids are fucking playing Fortnite and shit on their cell phones. Like, do they really want to go see poorly upkept animatronic robots singing weird fucking songs in a creepy way? And playing goddamn skee-ball. Right, right. Ruthie mentioned the Commodore 64. <clears throat> I love the fucking Commodore 64. It was the first computer I had. It was the only, the only fucking thing my real dad bought me before the age of 18. Because I only saw the dude like maybe five or six or seven times. But one of those five or six or seven times, he bought me and my brother a Commodore 64. And that thing was amazing for uh, for the time. So many good games on that thing. Uh, and obviously now it's, you know, the Commodore 64 stood for like how many, how much memory it had, 64K, uh, which now you can get a nice calculator. Uh, we'll outperform it. But, but back at the time it was an impressive thing. Um, I don't, I don't know uh, why uh, any re- wouldn't, would, like, but back at the main, uh, main point, there's no reason to go to a Chuck E. Cheese today. Uh, it's not like they even got pizza. We were talking about that a couple, what, about a month ago, the fact that they were trying to scam people into buying their pizza by calling themselves a different business. Yeah, like that entire thing and the whole Commodore 64. I have no clue about any of that. That's definitely before my time. I was, I was more the age of the old English forty. <laughs> well, the Commodore 64 was, you know, um, it was a weird time for computers because the Commodore 64 by itself didn't really do shit. We when we first got a Commodore 64, it had a cassette drive, uh, which is exactly what it sounds like. You would take a cassette tape and put it in and play it. And the computer would read the sounds as a program and play the game. Uh, it took a long time because you had to play. <laughs> it's like if you wanted to play a game on a, on a, on a, with a, with the cartridge drive, it took you about a half hour to load the fucking game because it took a half hour to play that half of the di- the cartridge, you know, uh, cassette cassette rather. Uh, so a couple of years after we got it, we made the gigantic upgrade upgrade of getting a a, a disk drive for it, not a hard drive, a disk drive. Um, most people don't even know what that fucking is now, uh, but 
Back then, the disk drive was about the size of a loaf of bread, to give you an idea. And it played floppy disks, like five-inch floppy disks, uh, which most people have never seen either. When when you hear floppy disks, most people think of the little smaller hard ones. These were five inches across and, and flopped. You like If you wiggled them, they'd wiggle up and down. Uh, so they were incredibly fragile. It was really easy to fuck one up. And the Commodore 64, what you did, you, then you, you know, loaded games like that. Fucking, it could take a long time. Like uh, one of my favorite games, Ultima 4, had was eight fucking floppy disks. We were amazed. We'd never seen a game that big. I think a floppy disk would hold 1.5 meg, I think, <laughs> to give you an idea of uh, the fucking, uh, you know, uh, technology we're talking about. Um, and we we took it one step farther because we were in the copying games. And we had something called a burst nibbler drive, which was an amazing technology that took a basically took a cable and attached it to the uh, uh, floppy drive from the floppy drive to the Commodore 64. So in addition to using the uh, memory that was built into the floppy drive, you could, didn't use the uh, memory that was in, in the uh, computer to make copies of disks and things like that. <laughs> <laughs> sorry sorry she she mentioned something that was really close to my heart i really loved the camera 64 growing up it was a great system uh nowadays you know obviously nothing like that anymore uh do computers even have disk drives anymore i'm sure you can get well generally you have to get them as like an extra right right like yeah, a dvd writer drive or like shit like that yeah, yeah, shit. Not even, not even disk drives. Fucking, we don't we go even have the DVD burners or drives anymore. That was a thing for a while. I remember getting my first DVD burner. I was so fucking excited. Uh, now looking at my computer, there's no disk drive. There's no DVD drive. There's no way to input information into that computer other than the internet. So, <laughs> I guess the day of digital of uh, physical games for computers is gone. Really, I mean, it's still around. For, you, there are still physical copies for games for things like the PlayStation. And uh, the Xbox, although obviously you can download that digitally as well, but for for the computer, that's gone, dude. When was the last time you took a uh, a program and loaded it onto your your computer? Ain't nobody got time for that. Right, exactly. You get it all online now. Um, and the bubbles is talking about the N sixty four cartridges blowing blowing them out to cool them down to make them work. I hate to be the, this guy. But it turns out that's not what was happening. Uh, all the blowing and all that stuff does nothing to fix the the Nintendo 64. They did research, and the only reason that worked was the same thing as the original Nintendos, because you were taking it out and reseeding it, and uh, that would that got a better connection with the game and made it work. It had nothing to do with blowing out or anything like that, uh, which is a bummer because I always thought that was true. I always thought that helped work, but apparently not. Well, the one thing that did work is if you took a Q-tip and a little bit of uh, rubbing alcohol and rubbing the connector and letting it letting it quickly dry, that did help. Right, because that was you're a, cleaning it. Right, because that was exactly the problem. Uh, basically, as you put games in and out, in and out, in and out, uh, the built-up dust and dirt. You know, even if you never got anything in it, it still eventually builds up. And so, after you have your Nintendo for a while, the contacts inside get harder and harder to read it. So Basically, all you were doing by pulling it out, pushing it up, taking it out, put it back in was pushing it around enough times so it got a nice, a good firm uh, contact again. And so what you're talking about would definitely work because you're cleaning off the, the connector, so to speak. Uh, but blowing out it, not so much. Yeah, so enough of this nerd shit. Uh, <laughs> another update to a story that we had talked about. Mm -hmm. Did you hear that they have uh, actually come out and said that they are going to completely reimagine splash mountain yeah yeah and i saw that on the og and i took kind of a 
half-assed stance on it and was immediately yelled down about it. I, I generally speaking, don't like changing history because people don't like the history. I'm one of the few people that probably, I mean, I don't care enough to say anything about it, but I think taking down the Confederate war, war statues and stuff like that is, is kind of pointless. History happened, and I don't think you should uh, try to hide that history just to make people feel better. Uh, that you, the, the famous quote is, you know, those who don't learn history are forced to repeat it. Um, in this case, though, it's... It's an old movie no one ever seen. It hasn't seen for decades. I don't know anyone who's actually seen it. I remember remember vague parts of it, but I can't honestly say I've seen it from front to back. Um, it's not a historical thing. It's a fucking Disney movie. Um, <clears throat> and to be honest, if you ever watch it, the the from what I've seen and read of it, it is kind of fucking racist. So uh, this is one of the few times I don't mind that they're doing that. It kind of makes sense. It's not It's not going to cost them a ton of money. People don't have fond memories of the Song of the South. They have fond memories of Splash Mountain, and they're not taking the ride out. They're just going to change some of the scenery. Um, so I don't really see that's how it's a big deal. But some people are really up in arms about it. Yeah, so I, I can go with this one. And I saw the stuff in the OG, too, where, of course, they're going to freak out and be like, well, nobody found it racist. So to now, it doesn't mean it's not racist. <laughs> yeah, it's a, the, the the actual fact of the matter is nobody thought they had any chance of forcing Disney to change something like that until now. Right, and the other thing, so and I will I will slightly go on the soapbox here about the stupid Confederate statues that people are tearing down. I'm okay getting rid of the Confederate statues. Like the people that are going way beyond and trying to like tear down Roosevelt statues and shit like that. Like that's absolutely stupid. The only reason yes. I'm generally okay with the Confederate <clears throat> thing is the vast majority of those fucking things were put up in the sixties. This is not oh, people well, not... remembering their past. This was actually used as an intimidation technique in the sixties in the South. That's why a lot of that stuff went up. So this wasn't stuff that was already there before the Revolutionary War and before and before the Civil War. Like these things weren't a thing. So it's not that the Confederacy had these, you know, had these statues up right away or when they were still a thing. This was in the sixties to intimidate people and putting up statues of the losing team. Oh, well, that makes me feel a little bit different about it because that's not historical statues. Then I don't care. I don't give a shit about a statue someone put up in the 60s. If there's something from like, you know, right after the war or something like that, I think that has historic value and that should be considered differently. But I don't give a shit about something you put up in 1960 fucking four. Yeah, that and I'm with you with that. This would be like and. So I'm only going to say it because like it's it's the name that pops in the head. Like, I'm not using this as a direct comparison, but this would be akin to something like Germany or one of those countries putting up a statue of, like, Hitler, Mussolini or something in, like, the 70s. Far after those fuckers lost and are gone. Right, yeah. Now that's, I mean, I, it's not a perfect analogy, but it's not a bad one either. Um, we well, yeah, I would see, like to what, find like a more middle of the road one, but I can't think of any like actual example names. Right, right, right. Um, now Roosevelt, I saw the headline on it and I refused to click on it because I knew it was going to fucking piss me off. What is the justification for that one? I have no clue. You didn't click on it either. <laughs> no, like that one. I, I don't got time for that. 
Right, exactly. That, which is that's just silly. I, I saw one thing that once again a headline that I refused to click on. Something about removing a Lincoln statue. I'm like, how the fuck can you justify removing a Lincoln statue? Now, now that people are, I've heard uh, people trying to dog Lincoln lately, saying he wasn't the Civil War for him wasn't even about the slavery. He used it as an excuse to stop the other uh, states from succeeding. Either way, <laughs> his side won. We stopped them from seceding. And we got rid of slavery. You know what? A, I, I'm, I'm okay with Lincoln, and he's very historically significant. Right, exactly. I don't know. I don't know where it's going to end. Uh, 20 years from now, will there be no history except for the history that people, certain people want us to know? Because uh, that's a dangerous thing. Uh, you know, I've said it multiple times, and it's a really selfish statement of, for, uh, for me, but it, it's really true. I am so fucking glad I don't have kids. All, all of this to me only bothers me on a certain level because I've got 20 to, okay, realistically speaking, zero to, to 40 years left to me, most likely. I, if, I, if I hit 90, I'll be fucking amazed. And the world, while it can change quite a bit in 40-something years, it's not going to change enough to really affect me personally. I'm, I don't have, I'm, not, I'm not, not an important enough person for these events to affect me, really. So while... So I'm watching all this as kind of like a, a disinterested observer. and uh, But personally, I think the world's going to be fucking fucked here before too terribly long. So I, I don't necessarily think it's going to go that far. Like A lot of this is like the child that starts to act out. Like They may act out and there may be something behind it to begin with. But like at a certain point, they figure out what the actual boundary is and like what's really acceptable. Because if you think about a lot of this, yes, there are things that are fucked up. And I just talked about like the Confederate statues. That thing was fucked up in itself. But eventually, like reality kind of steps in. Like these people eventually, they're going to, and I've known people that have done this, they get way behind like a cause for something halfway stupid. But then they start doing research and they find like, God damn, I'm just being way fucking too emotional and not thinking of the fact that back then, yeah, everybody's going to have things that aren't acceptable today. Like if you if you're around during slavery, chances are if you were just teleported to 2020, we would think you're a piece of shit, but you have to contextualize things. Mm -hmm. and people just don't have that ability like kind of built in. That's something that you kind of grow as you mature. I think people at some point will have to kind of come back around towards that. Like we can't yep, really yep. fully go a hundred percent idiocracy. God, I would hope not. And it's funny. Uh, taking things in context is so important. I'm not a huge Jimmy Kimmel fan. Um, I think he's probably too vocal. I think he's too far in the left uh, as far as like, you know, this entire um, me too thing and this and that and the other. Um, but I don't think he's a bad person. Uh, so he made a, he's having troubles with this entire thing now. Like, cause like we spoke the other day at the car Malone skit and all these other things. And I was fairly impressed with the statement that he made and I can't, I don't have it in front of me, so I can't just read it off to you. But he said things like, yeah, you know, th these are things that happened a long time ago. Uh, I'm not particularly proud of them. Uh, I've, but I've grown as a person since then. And I refuse to, let people picking these items out of these things from my past silence my voice uh, to you know to criticize legitimate problems and i was like well you know 
That's not a bad statement because uh, he's right. Everyone grows as a person. Back then, contextually speaking, what he was doing was not a big deal. It's not like he went on uh, Saturday Night Live as, or whatever he was as Carl Malone, and the next morning people were like, Jimmy Kimmel's a horrible fucking person. No, people said, Jimmy Kimmel's really fucking funny. See, so these same people that are going back at him uh, with him with all this stuff are hypocrites because they didn't say anything when it happened. So it was okay for them until they thought it wasn't okay. And I have that same problem with people going way into people's pasts for things and not mm-hmm. putting it into context of the time. Like it would be like, so at, let's just say, you know, tomorrow they they come out with a law. It's a brand new law. Like they're going to put it on the books. Well, we can only punish people for breaking that law from that point forward. Like if all of a sudden right. putting on your right shoe before your left is a felony, they can't just proactively cancel us all because we used to do it the other way. Right. Or say, I've got a YouTube video from 10 years ago when you put on the left shoe first, you're going to fucking jail, buddy. Exactly. They can't do that. By the way, you're getting, you're getting pretty robot you, uh, you might want to log out and come back in again. So how about people... Uh, do other people find me robotics? We had this the other day, Jay, and it turned oh, yeah. out it was just your connection. Oh, that's weird. What do you guys think? Does he sound okay? Juicer, do I sound good? So it's no good or bad? I'm good. Oh, he's right, good. Okay, okay, maybe okay. Then, I, then, I, then I won't pay any attention to that. Oh, on a completely... Uh, I've been cutting out. That's crazy talk. Um, well, Maybe my... Michigan uh, internet. Yeah. No, that is true. My, my internet might be shitty today. You never know. Um, oh, on a completely different thing. Uh, Sly has been uh, talking with a friend of his uh, who apparently is like a professional female bodybuilder, and he would like to know if we would like to have her on the show. I spoke, I told him that I that sounded okay to me, but I wanted to see if the uh, OG crew and you had interest before I made any kind of commitment. I, as normal, I give roughly negative four shits. <laughs> well, um, damn, now I'm distracted by bubbles telling me that my voice has been cutting out. That's horrible. That's the only thing I have going for me. If you guys can't hear me well, I might as well fucking hang it up. <laughs> Part um, of that actually may be bubbles as well. So like, okay. you haven't cut out too bad for me. So this is the problem, right? Like one person's going to hear something one way and everybody else, it may sound fine. Right, right. So we're just going to get into this fucking spiral of, well, you kind of sound like a robot to to fatty 7711, but to Jusher, you sound like a Greek god, and to (laughs) me, you sound like a little whiny brother. Oh, ah, but anyways, uh, OG army, would that be something you guys would be interested in? Uh, you guys, uh, you've probably seen the pictures that he posted on the, uh, thread on the OG. Uh, if you guys are interested in it, we can certainly have her on there. I just don't want to bring someone on and, and like have everyone go, man, we don't care about this. So, um, what actually, what you guys should do is go onto the thread on the OG and, uh, the juicer has already done this. Uh, and let me know whether you guys want to have her on there or not. I'm certainly willing to talk with her. Um, anyways, moving on. Uh, what else you got there? Big Dalton. I don't know. Back to that topic. Remember you got a wingman and you got to take her and I'll go with the friend. <laughs> I'm married, sir. Thank God. <laughs> that doesn't stop you from your wingman responsibilities, Jay. <laughs> Look it up in the man code. It's there. Uh, that's not cool though. Well, that's Section why. Ma- 14 well, subparagraph three. 
Well, you're not supposed to be married to follow the man code in the first place. So I broke that one already. So I think I'm going to go ahead and pass on the entire man code thing. Uh, dude, did you see that there was a, uh, skirmishes erupted between speaking of the statue thing, skirmishes erupted between protesters over the removal of a statue of Christopher Columbus in New Haven, Connecticut. Uh, police were forced to intervene after members of the Italian American heritage foundation, uh, who were in favor of keeping the statue got into a physical confrontation with other protesters that were protesting, you know, trying to get it removed. Uh, first off, how is that a thing? I didn't know that was a thing. The Italian American heritage foundation. Uh, first off, apparently, I'm going to say, apparently uh, it's a thing. First off, I'm going to say, I can understand why people would be appreciative of their culture and things like that. But I don't think you need an entire foundation just to just to support your Italian American heritage. I mean, why is that a thing? I mean, and and secondly, that's what they're going to go go to bat for. I mean, I understand Christopher Columbus was Italian, but he is also a fucking asshole. You don't want to claim him for your team. You know, do a little research before you go to bat for somebody. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> Well, uh, you're, yeah, so a lot of heritage have places like that. Like, so around St. Patrick's Day, like, there's, a, like, mm -hmm. an Irish, you know, like, history foundation, blah, 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 association thing here right in my town. And they put on a fucking, like, awesome event with, like, great food and shit. But, huh. like, yeah, there's there's that type of thing for a lot of, a lot of the big immigrant sectors from like that point in time so you have like a lot of italians a lot of irish like that sort of thing here in the northeast because like there is a lot of historical roots here for them hmm. i don't know i guess for me it's never been a thing because i don't know what i am so i don't have any heritage to point to and say yes i'm proud of being a such and such american i'm just an american i don't i don't i can't claim anything else uh, so it always struck me odd that people were so concerned about that. I mean, I don't have anything against it, obviously. I mean, if you're cool, if you're proud of your heritage, that's cool. It's just not a never been a thing for me. So I have trouble understanding that mindset, I guess. I'm well, certainly Jay, don't you're mean from Michigan and there's nobody that's proud of being from there. So your apathy comes well, well deserved. Right, right, right. Exactly. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, and I certainly don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. I apologize to Juicer if I if you took that the wrong way. I'm just saying I don't understand the entire concept myself, and certainly not the entire going to bat for Christopher Columbus thing. Uh, I mean, yes, he discovered our country. Although some people will say no, but he it turns out he was such a horrible person. I mean, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I guess I guess everyone uh, has their own opinion of it. Well, there's a few things on that one. Like, I can understand them going to bat for it, being that that's probably a statue that has been there for a long fucking time. There's right. also just the idea that, like, a lot of people are just coming around to the fact that Columbus was a piece of shit. So if you're, like, part of an older generation that has always come up with, like, Columbus discovered America and blah, 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 and you may have that kind of same reaction... That's true. That's true. And, and as we were speaking for the really old statues, I kind of have a, a different opinion of, uh, as opposed to the newer ones. Um, I don't know. I, I just, I've tried to be understanding to both sides. I can understand why some people would not want uh, that statue at all. And I can understand people that would want it there. Uh, 
it's just such a weird situation that this kind of thing's happening over and over again. It, I mean, 10 years ago, you'd never think that people would be tearing down statues all across the country for all kinds of different reasons. And that was what surprised me is like the Black Lives Matter movement kind of started, you know, the Civil War thing, although there was a, uh, a movement a couple of years ago to try to get rid of them. Uh, but once that happened, people decided it was OK to take down whatever kind of statue they didn't like. Yeah, like I said, this is the. This is the child acting out and all of a sudden they're going to at some point figure out where the boundaries are. And then I don't think this is going to be as much of a thing. I think there's going to have to be a concerted movement for like wanting to remove certain things. Like, right. Right. Hopefully pretty soon here. A lot of people kind of get, you know, kicked into gear. And on another one of uh, my opinion of taking things too far on the current uh, theme uh, the chick from the Thor movies, I can't remember her name, the black chick that was in the, uh, Thor Ragnarok. I, you, I know you uh, don't do Marvel movies, Tessa something or another. I think Te Tessa no, Thompson. I've, I've seen pretty much all the Marvel movies, the DC movies that are the flaming pile of deteriorating. Right, shit. right, right, right. Okay. So you know who I'm talking about then? Uh, Valkyrie chick. Yes, that's her. Yes. Uh, yeah, she I is a kind of picture her. I have no fucking clue who she is as a person. <laughs> well, apparently her and a, a whole bunch of other people want Hollywood to cut ties with the police. They said historically and currently Hollywood encourages the epidemic of police violence and culture of, of anti-blackness. And my first response was, what the fuck is she talking about? I have no clue what that means or how Hollywood, first off, uh, are, what ties does Hollywood have with the police that they need to cut? And how is Hollywood uh, encouraging the epidemic of police violence and anti-blackness. I don't understand what, what they're trying to accomplish with that statement. Yeah, I have no clue what she's talking about. Yeah, I mean, now, and, and, you know, and I, what are they, are they supposed to not make movies with cops in them anymore? Or are they supposed to only make movies where cops are portrayed as bad guys? I mean, I don't, I don't understand what they want from Hollywood. Uh, it seems like such an empty statement. You know, they're, they're, they said something like Baltimore is, you know, uh, is doing this and so many other, these other cities and states are, you know, defunding and that, 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 that Hollywood needs to disassociate themselves with this police violence. And I'm fucking speechless, really. I don't, I don't know what she wants. Is she talking about the, the city of Hollywood or like the, no, the industry of Hollywood, the, 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 the Hollywood industry? Yeah. Sorry. I don't, I didn't think industries had police precincts. Right, exactly. How is that? Uh, how is that uh, really? Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna see if I can't find her actual statement because obviously, uh, uh, it's I don't want to paraphrase and quote her wrong. Um, well, I I don't think she has any sort of good good point anyway. No, yeah, but still, so let's. I, uh, what it says is to our allies in Hollywood. Hollywood has a privilege as a creative industry to imaginate and create. We have significant influence over culture and politics. We have the ability to use our influence to imagine and create a better world. Yet historically and currently, Hollywood encourages the epidemic of police violence and, and culture of anti-blackness. It continues explaining that the stories Hollywood represents contribute to the criminalization of black people, the misrepresentation of the legal system, and the glorification of police corruption and violence that has dire consequences on black lives. It also includes the preparatory Perpetual, uh, you know what I'm saying, of transphobic stories, which are used to justify the murder of a whole bunch of da, 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 da. So that's what she's saying. Yeah. 
Yeah, we she must... doesn't actually have any good point there. So. No, we, we must end the exalteration of officers and agents that are brutal and act outside the law as heroes. These portrayals encourage cops like Derek Chauvin, the murderer of George Floyd. So, uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> that's 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 a lot, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, I'm just going to go ahead and just, uh, yeah, not put any stock into anything she ever says again. Uh, not that <laughs> I had even known she was actually a person outside of a movie. Right, right, right. Which is how I think most Hollywood actors should be. I don't know when it became a thing where Hollywood actors were required to be activists as well. But that's what it like, seems if like. They wanna, if they want to come out and they want to express their opinions, like that's totally on them to do. That's fine. Mm -hmm. Like, I would just hope that they have, you know, a little bit of an intelligence behind it and the ability to kind of reflect on themselves and say, hey, do I actually have a well thought out position to take? Because posting stuff like that, I'm sorry, like if I'm in Hollywood and I'm a director or something else and I see you spouting off like just pretty much crazy shit. I'm probably right. not going to want you on my set because like, I don't trust how you even think as a person. Right, right, right. And I think that's part of the problem. Uh, some of these people have decided that because they're famous, that their opinions must be more important than everybody else's, uh, which I'm not a big fan of. I, I understand a lot of these are good people that are just trying to use their fame to accomplish good things. But, like you said, I, they really should, since they have this kind of responsibility, they really should do a lot more research into the topics that they're delving into before they start putting out statements like this. Well, unless they're okay being labeled a fucking idiot. Like, it's just like any other person. Like, I'm sorry, just because you're famous, like, I don't think either way you should be, you know, like, punished for it. Like, I'm not in the, I'm not in the camp of, like, uh, a crazy Fox news lady telling, you know, LeBron to just shut up and dribble. Like if he has an idea that he wants to express, he's free to express it the same way I am. Just yep. there's also going to be backlash if it's a stupid point. Right. And just cause he's famous, that doesn't mean other people shouldn't feel free to tell him he's a fucking idiot. If he said something dumb and right. that's what it's the problem the is. Yeah, it's just also the idea of telling them that you don't get to express an opinion because you're famous. Like, that's also fucking stupid. No, no, and I don't mean that. I'm just saying that I think that since they have this type of responsibility as celebrities, they're going to have, they know they're going to have a lot more people listen to them. They, it behooves them to do their research before they start dabbling their toe into all these different things. And the because a lot of the problem is being that they're famous, everyone else is going to take what they say at face value. So if they say, oh, by the way, giant lizards are coming in six months to eat us all, there'll be people out there preparing for the giant lizards. They're not going to do research because they their their favorite celebrity said it's true. So it must be fucking true. Uh, so and that the, and the other part of that is other people that know fucking that there are no giant lizards coming aren't going to say anything because that's a famous person. And, you know, so they're not going to bother to. And even if they do, the, no one will listen to them because they're not famous. So that's well, why now you're, now you're just mm -hmm. talking about the Scientologists. They're the only right. ones that think the reptilians are coming. Right, right. But that's what I mean. That's why I'm not a huge fan of uh, celebrities del delving into topics like this, because they most of them don't do the proper research and, and can put them uh, put out dangerous and fucking things without, you know, I, I you get what I'm trying to say. Right. I assume. Yeah, I, I just also am in, of the thought that, you know, it 
you can't always necessarily hold them to a higher standard and just knowing how stupid you know your average people also are i am not necessarily surprised other way either right. way yeah yeah that's true oh shit what else you got boss so I, this this one is probably coming from the well no shit file but uh <laughs> You definitely should not be taking flights in Pakistan. All right. I'm going to say something. I almost said something racist about being surprised that there were flights in Pakistan. Uh, but go on. Why is that, sir? Uh, after a plane crash, they were doing kind of an audit, and they did find that roughly 40% of the pilots in Pakistan mm-hmm. have fake flying licenses. <laughs> I don't know why that's so fucking funny, but that is got it pretty fucking funny, dude. Um, apparently there's a pilot so- shortage in Pakistan. Cause obviously normally, uh, you would think that'd be checked a little better than that. And we're, and we're talking like commercial pilot licenses, I assume, right? Yeah. So Pakistan has 860 active pilots and there was this basically audit that showed 262 of them did not actually do the exam that they were supposed to and just hmm. had someone sit in for them. Oh, Jesus. Um, I, I don't know what to say about that. I assume the person that sat in for him is an actual pilot or either that or they just knew a lot about fucking planes. Um, wow. Does, Pac- uh, does Pakistan have a lot of commercial flights? I mean, is that the sort of place that you can fly in commercially or are we talking all like regional stuff? I don't know. I, I mean, there's 860 pilots. So however that you know, susses out to an industry, I don't know. But I do know, definitely not going to fly in Pakistan. Yeah, no, probably uh, not a bad idea. Um, and it's like that all over the world, from what I understand. Uh, there's lots of uh, airplane airplanes and airports, and like in third world countries where their safety standards are abysmally low. I'm always amazed that we don't hear about plane crashes every fucking day because I've heard horror stories about that kind of shit. Yeah, I, I I don't like flying anyway, hmm. just because it's never that comfortable. But like, yep. yeah, you I don't think you're gonna catch me hopping on regional airlines throughout the world. Yeah, exactly. Um, if it's regional, if it's that regional, I will just uh, drive. That's fine. I don't need to. I don't need to take a plane flight flight uh, in some far off country. Um, God, it always reminds me of, you know, flying in general is a scary thing. I realize as far as the percentages go, it's the safest way to travel. But on the other hand, uh, like if my car breaks down, I'm not fucking dead. I'm just stuck on the side of the road. So it, it, while I'm sure overall air flight is more safer, it certainly doesn't fucking feel safer. And the couple times I've been on a plane, I couldn't get images of fucking Tom Hanks getting, you know, fucking crashing in his FedEx cargo plane and ending up on an island for like five years or some shit like that. Yeah, the actual flying doesn't bother me at all. It's just the fact that my shoulders are the width of two seats. And as Donkey says there, if I could actually pay for two seats, I would totally do that just to be fucking comfortable. But you can't do that. Like, the only way you can do that is if you are extremely fucking fat. But, like, being an even, like... And so this is the thing, right? Like, I'm a very large fucking human. I've inquired before about being able to purchase two seats because I know my shoulders are going to be in someone else's seat. 
and they tell me I'm not fat enough for two seats. That's weird just on the top of it. Because that's basically like saying the airline saying, no, you're not fat enough for us you to give us extra money. Why would they have a fucking regulation on it? Shit. If you want to buy 12 seats, you should be able to buy 12 seats. You know, fucking if I was rich, I'd buy three of them in a row and just fucking lie down and sleep in it. You know, um, that just that doesn't make sense at all. Yeah, that's my thing. And people have looked into this before and, and based on like other people even saying stuff, about, that's where I looked into it. Just knowing that like, if I can just get two seats, I'm going to be super comfortable because I can just put an armrest up and kind of, you know, actually pass out against a window at that point and not have to worry about like giving somebody else a shitty experience too. Right. Nope. Right. Can't do it. They want to over fucking sell their flights so they can get as many human bodies on that fucking thing as possible. And slide dog, I, I just cannot justify the expense of first class. It's ridiculous when buying two seats is cheaper than flying first class. Yeah, I mean, that still makes... God, I, I can't wrap my head around it. Why the fuck would they care whether or not there's an extra seat and a person in that seat? All their, you know, they're getting paid for their seat. I don't know, maybe, I guess, because they make so much money on luggage and shit now. I don't know. I don't know the actual reason behind it, but it is just so fucking stupid. Yeah, that's 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 a big one for me. And I don't have that problem. I'm if possible maybe more uncomfortable than you at flying. <laughs> but I at least do not affect my fellow uh uh you know uh passengers uh with my size because the mine's all up and down. I just I just can't uh put my feet down uh, when I'm flying uh, in, in a regular seat. Literally, like my knees hit the seat in front of me and I and I can't maneuver myself in such a way that my feet touch the ground. So the entire flight, I just fly there, you know, with my, with my knees touching the, uh, pressed up against the seat in front of me and my feet dangling, uh, which is by the way, really fucking uncomfortable, but at least I'm not affecting the people on either side of me other than amusement value. I imagine. Yeah. It's just, uh, the whole airline industry is just fucking ridiculous. It needs a gigantic goddamn overhaul. Yeah. Yeah. And, you go back and look at old pictures of people flying in the fifties and sixties and stuff. And Holy shit. It looked nice. You know, uh, everyone had plenty of room. They brought out nice meals. Uh, it, it just looked like a completely different experience. I mean, of course you were, people could smoke, so it wasn't all good, but fucking God, uh, at what point the, the, the industry realized that they could make a ton of money without giving any value really. I don't know. Whenever it was is when they went off the goddamn rails. Fuck the airline yeah. industry. Yeah. And, and every year it gets a little bit worse. And every year, uh, every airline, one of the airlines ups the ante, so to speak, you know, they're like, well, we, you know, we, we're going to put 35 inches between each uh, seat, you know, uh, cause we can't give them any less. Cause otherwise people will complain. And then one, it, one of the airlines will go, you know what, we're going to do 33 and see how that works out, but we're going to charge $10 less a seat. You know, it'll, it'll, we'll make up for it for the fact that we can fit in this many extra seats because of that. And they'll do it. And then the other airlines will go, oh shit, it worked. Okay. We're going to do that too. And they just keep on basically egging each other on. Uh, the other thing that I, and I this is interesting. Well, and, I read an article about this. And then they this. fail. And then we right. give them a trillion dollars. Right, right, right. Oh, we have a caller. Let's see who we have today. Well, hello, sir. How are you doing today? What can we do for you? Oh, I guess not. <laughs> All right, great call. 
Great call. Uh, but I read I read something once. I can't remember if it was something on the OG or an article I read or something like that explaining why airlines uh, the ex- airline experience sucks. Here's why. They have this fleet of, of uh, airplanes, right? Ranging back from the 70s till today. You know, and, and, and they don't get rid of an airplane until they absolutely fucking have to. So when this new airplane comes out, they can't make it all nice and new and better than the old airplane because they can't replace them all at once. And you can't have some of your airplanes have these awesome new things and some of them not. So they make all the airplanes the same over and over and over again so that they're interchangeable. So you don't know whether you're flying on one that was built today or one that was built 20 years ago. Uh, And that's why, and I don't know if this theory is true or not, but that's why airline uh, planes suck and never get any better. Yeah, I'm sure there might be a little bit of a valid idea there. I think a lot of it is is just they're greedy pieces of shit. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Once it reached that point, there's no going back. Uh, but that's why you don't see other innovations and shit like that. And I've seen like stuff for uh, international flights first class that look goddamn amazing, where you basically you had your own cubicle and shit. Uh, God, God knows how expensive that shit's got to be. Probably not that much like probably that much not that much more than the actual comfort it brings i think in just and i don't know why it is but like here in the u.s like we are fine with just getting bent the fuck over by corporations i just don't get it yeah yeah it makes no sense um and there'll be a reckoning at some point they're going to go too far and that will be it. Um, it might be at the point where we're all fl- taking four hour flights, standing up like you're riding a fucking subway. Uh, but eventually, uh, uh, eventually there's going to be a point where we won't put up with it anymore. It will be a, a revolution of the people that are tired of this bullshit. And it's not just the airplane companies. It's fucking everywhere. Nobody gives value like they used to. And God, I feel like my mom. <laughs> this sounds exactly like here was one of my mom's favorite theories that all these places would open up a restaurant and, you know, and their food would be good. But the only reason it was good because they are trying to get real people in. Then after six months or so, they would change all of their ingredients and buy cheaper stuff and, you know, and, you know, uh, and save a whole bunch of money because they've already got you coming in. And she said that over and over again. All it's really going to take is an enterprising trillionaire go out there and just pop up a new airline, actually have it be comfortable, charge a little bit more, because obviously, I mean, there is expense with not doing it the piece of shit way. But, like, people will flock to that. And we've seen that with, like, other industries and things like that. You can charge more if the experience is good than always trying to be the cheapest and being a piece of shit. Yep. Case in point, movie theaters, uh, uh, imagine theaters do great and they're not cheap at all, but they give you great, big, comfortable seats. You have, they recline, you know, their, their concession stands are a higher quality food normally than what you get at a movie theater. They have booze that you can drink there. And yeah, the, the, the ticket prices are pretty expensive compared to a regular movie theater, but is well fucking worth it. Exactly. That's like, there is a thing about like actually having a good experience that makes paying more. Okay. Yeah. You don't always have to be the cheapest. Yep. Now, uh, changing the subject slightly, but still staying on the movie theater tip. Here's an interesting stat for you. 
a drive-in theater in Dearborn, Michigan, was the number one theater in the nation over the weekend with $127,000 in box office returns. Because they were the only one open? No, 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 no. Um, uh, now, it's, it's, it is because it's the drive-in thing, but uh, it's on a, lar- a lot larger scale. 160 of the top-grossing 201 cinemas were drive-ins, so at least there is another, you know, at least some cinemas are open. Here's the thing. The highest-earning indoor multiplex was in South Jordan, Utah, of all places, and made $14,600 on the weekend, as opposed to the 127000 now the drive-in in Dearborn is goddamn fucking big. Uh, I, I think they're probably I think they're running at half capacity, but at full capacity they can hold sixteen hundred cars. Yeah, never been to a drive-in. No desire to go to one. Like, it's really? Just not not the experience that I want to have. Like sitting in a fucking car watching a movie is just kind of nah. I'm good. Oh really? Um, that's I. I've only been to a couple of minutes as a small child, so I do have the nostalgia for it. But it was a cool experience. Uh, you know, uh, this is got to remember this is back in the seventies uh, and eighties, where well, most cars had big ass fucking bench seats on them. So it's basically the same as sitting on a couch at home. Um, only not near as comfortable. <laughs> and uh, they would uh, most they had uh, like you pull in and the uh, and there's these poles. Uh, in the, uh, next to each parking spot with a speaker hanging from the pole. You just, uh, you'd roll down the window, you take the speaker off the pole. It, it would hook on the edge of your, uh, on the edge of your window. You'd roll up your window and you'd have this little speaker inside of your car. And that's how you heard the, the uh, movie. Uh, now they've had different methods for it. Like I think the ones today, they, you can actually tune in on your radio to hear the, uh, the, the movie on like on a certain channel. Uh, and there's other methods, but I thought that was cool. And you, like, you'd walk over the concession stand and get some food, um, walk back. It, it's a cool experience. I think you you should try it at least once. I think you'd enjoy it more than you would think. Uh, but right now yeah, they're I super have, duper popular a, because obviously you can use. Uh, oh, god, sorry. Yeah, I have a thousand percent likelihood of not doing that, Jay. Oh, okay, that's fine. <laughs> and yeah, and, and, and like I said, it is more of a nostalgia nostalgia thing than anything else because obviously. There's a reason why indoor theaters became more popular than the drive-in because it's a better movie experience. You know, you can't do the kind of ridiculous surround sound audio uh, that movie theaters have um, with a uh, drive-in. Plus, the projector so far away from the screen to give room for all the cars in front of it. You don't get the same quality of picture that you do uh, in an indoor movie theater. So, as far as like the actual movie experience, yeah, the indoor movie theater is better, but drive-ins are still fun they're a good time um because if nothing else you can't like drink and smoke uh, a whole bu- a whole shitload in a in a regular movie theater like you can at a uh in a fucking drive-in uh, you also can't sneak eight of your friends under your coat into an indoor movie theater <laughs> but you can do that at a drive-in i remember one time uh I, as i mentioned i've only saw my dad a couple few times before uh before as an adult but one of them is when he took me to see my very first movies uh, it was a double feature. Uh, the first feature was Buck Rogers in the 21st century, which was great. A great kid appropriate. Unfortunately, the second feature was fucking Jaws. And I, and since this happened before my dad and my stepmom, excuse me, before my mom and my stepdad got married, which means I was bef- younger than seven. So somewhere between the ages of four and six, I watched Jaws for the first time. Uh, but he brought us in his van and he brought two of his friends with him uh as well as well as him and his current wife at the time 
but they didn't pay for his friends because we took a whole bunch of cushions in the back of the van, put them over them, threw a blanket over it. And me and my brother sat on them as we went through the drive. It was we went through the gate to the drive through. So it looked just like the two of us back there. Yeah, I. For people that were around when it was actual, actually a thing, I can mm-hmm. see it being nostalgic. But for anyone that actually wants to watch a movie. I would rather actually have like the experience of seeing an awesome screen and great audio and everything else. Yeah. I would not want to go see a movie I had never seen before there, to be totally honest. But for one I'd seen before, because a lot of the stuff they're playing are second run right now, because there's no movies coming out right now. Uh, and besides then that's the reason they're doing so well, because they're doing second run movies. 90% of like here in Michigan, no indoor theaters are open at all. So it's kind of not a surprise that, um, a, a drive-in in, in Michigan was like the top uh, seller of the weekend. Uh, but will they, when the indoor theaters reopen, will the drive-in theaters keep their business or will it all go away? It'll go away. Yeah, I think mostly. Now, you will have people that are still scared to go to indoor movie theaters uh, at my work uh, at the country club. Despite the fact that we take a lot of precautions to make sure that everyone's safe, there are still members that will not come in yet. Uh, it happens every day where I'll make a reservation and they'll call back and say, yeah, so-and-so doesn't want to come. They're not, they don't feel safe there. So it's still a thing for a lot of people. Well, yeah, because parts of the country are fucking spiking and you're seeing all sorts of crazy shit. Luckily you're in an area that did a pretty good job. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're, they're sitting at home and they're also reading the headlines of like, you know, hospitals in Houston being at 90% capacity and shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, while I was not a fan of it while it was happening because it made my life a fucking pain in the ass and it's still a pain in the ass. The governor is doing an, uh, probably a good job of it. Like for instance, we were supposed to open up the, uh, uh, like indoor movie theaters and gyms and things like this in a couple of days. But she, because of, of a couple spikes in a couple areas, no, nowhere near me, but like in some of the rural areas and then up north and stuff, they had a couple spikes. They've decided she's decided to hold that off for at least a couple weeks again. So while that's a bummer, I probably why Michigan has like uh, a good example of it, why the stuff works. Well, that's the thing. You can't just, so there's not like a, okay, we were in lockdown, now everything's back to normal. Like, that's not a thing. Like, you have to be monitoring this shit and taking, you know, taking action where and when needed to, like, make sure shit doesn't blow up again. Otherwise, you're going to end... I I guarantee this is going to happen in one of these dumbass states that just went balls to the wall reopening. They're going to end up locked down again. God. I just hope, yeah, exactly. And if that was Michigan, that'd be fucking horrible. I can't do another lockdown, man. Uh, That's one reason I've now found that I would not make a good criminal. (laughs) So I don't want to go to prison because, because my house has all kinds of nice amenities. My wife, who I love very much and I like spending time with and, and my dogs and all of my stuff. And by the time the lockdown ended, I was able to go back to work. I'd never been more happy to go back to work in my fucking life. Holy shit. I was bored. There's, there's, there's too many hours in the day. I've said it before, unless you're fucking rich, anything more than two, three, maybe four weeks off is too much. You'll run out of shit to do. You know, you need money for hobbies and going places and doing things. If you don't have that, you're basically just locked into your fucking house every day. Yeah, pretty much. It's not necessarily a fun thing, but, uh, 
hey, we needed to do something. Could we have probably done it better by just, like, kind of ratcheting up and down as needed? Hmm. Maybe. But, hey, like, it it worked. Yep, yep. Now, here at my work, it's uh, basically a race to see whether or not we'll be able to open up the fitness center when it's actually done. Because they did renovations in that wing, wing and expanded the, the fitness center over the winter. Or at least they were supposed to because of this COVID thing. At one point, everything stopped. Um, so now we have the weird situation of uh, a couple different projects. They're also expanding, uh, uh, putting a new freezer in the basement and, and digging out part of the basement and expanding part of the kitchen to make an office for the shelf, the chef because his current office is like the size of a fucking closet. Uh, so they're doing several different things at the club that were supposed to be finished way before we were open. Uh, but just because the closing, you know, this stuff disrupted it so much, it's not ready. And so the, uh, we're wondering whether or not the governor will allow gyms to open before or after we have the uh, fitness center actually done. So it, it will, it'll be fun to see how that works out. Yeah, that should be, uh, should be something else. <laughs> Sorry. Interesting only to me, I guess. Uh, and to uh, and to do an update for the people that weren't here earlier, because I did see one or two people ask, I am COVID-free. I never had it. Uh, and ended up being a big nothing. Uh, I'm not in any trouble at work because it was pointed out that I have pre-existing conditions. So no, I did not lie on the questionnaire. That was the thing, too. Apparently, at one point, I was going to be in trouble for coming into work because uh, people were on the impression that I'd lied on the questionnaire when I said I didn't have any symptoms. Uh, unfortunately the people throwing a big fit about this didn't read the actual fucking questionnaire. Cause it said right on there, do you have these symptoms not relating to a pre-existing medical condition? Well, it's pretty big print too. So, so you know, I was amazed that it was even a question of whether I did something wrong or not. I'm like, I didn't, I don't have any of the symptoms. And the one symptom that I did have, uh, diarrhea, uh, was a pre-existing condition. So you guys can all fuck off. I didn't do nothing wrong. I was kind of upset. I was starting to get, you know, a, a vibe that I was in trouble and I, was, and I did something wrong. I was where I followed every fucking procedure out there. It, it's also amusing to me that they thought I had COVID in the first place. because I'm the resident fucking germaphobe of the place. They they always made fun of me because whenever someone hands me something, uh, I always, you know, use pure uh, Purell. Whenever I have to deal with money, I use Purell. Basically, if any, if I have to touch anything that someone else touched, I use Purell because fucking I don't want to get sick. Uh, and I deal with so many different people handing me fucking things every day that that's my thing. The other thing is I don't like people getting close to me. It has nothing to do with germs at that point. I'm just uncomfortable with people with, uh, within a certain distance of me. So like if you, if we're having a conversation and you start st stepping forward, I'll start stepping backwards. Um, I don't want you in my personal bubble. Uh, so between, and people always made fun of me at work for that. Uh, as it turns out, I'm a fucking trendsetter because that's what everyone does now but it amused me to no end that they thought I was the one that was going to get sick from COVID. I'm like, motherfucker, I don't touch anybody, come near anybody. Fucking germs have nothing on me, motherfucker. Well, actually, that means you probably are more susceptible to catching it because you have no natural immunity for anything. Oh, I, I'm sure I do because I, it's, it, uh, that's just for other people. It's not like I parallel myself whenever I go outside or touch, you know, yeah, I, I, my a buddy of mine has said, said the same thing. He says you're just you know you got to build up that immunity. I'm like I've got 47 years of bit building up immunity. I, I'm fine with that. I just don't want to get sick anymore. So, fuck that. Mm -hmm. Likely story there, Jerry. Likely story. <laughs> well, fine. You know what? If you if you're not going to believe me, we'll just go ahead and end the fucking show. <laughs> uh, Actually, before we do, I think we have uh -huh. one quick story. Okay, what do you got? So, did you see the like the complete Karen backfire? 
No, what are you speaking of? So, and I don't know if you've seen this, apparently it's been shared like 50 fucking thousand times, but there was this Karen that did this uh, Facebook post about this barista at a Starbucks that wouldn't serve her because she refused to wear a mask. So the mm. caption was, meet Lennon from Starbucks who refused to serve me because I'm not wearing a mask. Next time, I'll just wait for the cops and bring medical exemption. Obviously wanting to rally all of the mouth breeders behind her. <laughs> How can people well, be so fucking self unaware of themselves? Go ahead. And a part of that Facebook post, of course, taking a picture of the poor barista, obviously without their permission and sharing it all across Facebook. Well, it did gain traction and it was shared like 50,000 times. And you know what actually happens? The people at mm -hmm. Facebook, of course, figured out who this barista was, set up a GoFundMe, and now that kid has $17,000. <laughs> well, thank you, Karen. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. that's fucking ridiculous. Uh, you know, this entire, the rules don't apply to me thing pisses me off so fucking much. Over and over and over again, you see that shit. Well, guess what? It's a private fucking business. They can serve you, for, not refuse to serve you for no fucking reason at all. They can decide they don't want to fucking serve you because they don't like your fucking haircut. So to think that you can force somebody to do something, you know, uh, you see it in over and over. Oh, it's a public, it's, you know, it's public property. You can't stop me from going in. It's not pu fucking public property. You're not allowed in the Walmart anymore, Earl. Fucking they banned you. <laughs> it's well, just like, fucking ridiculous happens, so like back in the day there used to be like the thing of like the sign that says like you know no shirt no shoes no service yeah like where were the people freaking out and shooting people over that yeah oh, you make me wear shoes <laughs> my grandpapa never wore shoes my grand my dad never wore shoes and i'm sure is not gonna wear fucking shoes now let me in your store yeah, it's it's ridiculous. You're, that's a good point because it's the exact same fucking thing. It, you know, if you don't want to wear a mask, that's fucking fine. It's rude and you're endangering other people, uh, but that's fucking fine. But don't expect to be able to go places where they want you to wear a mask. It's their right to do that. I can't walk into your house and go, hey, what's going on, Bob? You know, you're like, hey, you're not allowed in here. Well, dude, you can't say that I'm not allowed in here. You know, the door is unlocked. That makes it a public place. I just walked right in, you know, uh, people don't understand that businesses are private fucking property. They never have to allow you inside. Yeah. Stupid people are dumb. And Karen <laughs> got exactly, exactly the reverse response that she wanted. Yeah. I mean, you know, and on top of everything else, she's trying to cause trouble for someone. Not only didn't, is it not their policy? They're just following their job. Cause if they don't do that, they'll get fired. And two over something as petty as fucking coffee. You're trying to fuck with someone's life. Cause you couldn't get a fucking cup of coffee. He didn't deny you fucking something major that you needed. He didn't deny you medical service. This guy stopped, didn't, wouldn't do heart surgery on me. Cause I wasn't wearing a mask or stuff like that. He denied you fucking coffee and you're going to try to ruin his life. Fuck you. Exactly. That's why I thought right. this was an important thing to uh, cover before the end of the show. All right. Well, now I'm all riled up. But good. Yeah. You're, you're, we didn't need to go over that. Oh, okay. Calm down. Calm down. All right. I would like to thank the OG Army uh, for showing up. We can't do a show without you guys. Uh, I want to thank my partner, Big Dalton, for uh, doing 90% of the work on this show. <laughs> uh, shit. You got anything else, Dalton? Uh, as always, I have two things. So, first of all, Pakistan, this goes out to you. I know you're listening. If you want me to go to Pakistan 
and be the next action hero. Get your shit together. All your goddamn pilots need to be licensed properly, and I'm going to need two seats. I'll pay for them. We're good. See you soon, Pakistan. (laughs) What else? Uh, Other than that, I can really only think of three words. Fuck all y'all. I will see everybody tomorrow at 6. You guys have a great night. Bye-bye. Hey, hey, hey.